Welcome to True Story, a podcast powered by the Institute of Documentary Film in Prague. I'm your host, Nicole Jennifer Edelman. Hello, everyone. I am very excited to sit here across from Philip Romunda. He is sharing a wonderful film called Once Upon a Time in Poland. And I think it also has a second title, which is When God Looked for Karel. Is that correct? It is a Czech title and title which we are using in Poland. Okay. And we thought that it's not going to work in English, so our producers defined this English title. Once Upon a Time time in in Poland. Poland. So happy to have you here. It is a phenomenal film, and I'd love for you to speak more about it. It brings up many themes for me, and I know it was a team project, of course, with your collaborator, Vít Klusak, your um, your teammate. It brings up a lot of uh, themes about pleasure, power, um, survival in a country that is extremely Catholic. And I would love to just get a little bit of your point of view on the topic generally before we dig into details. When I said to my little classmates in kindergarten in communist Czechoslovakia very long time ago that I believe in God, I was subject of jokes and they were laughing at me. And that's great experience to start to, to think about religion. Because mm. obviously I thought that I was religious when I was little because I was surrounded uh, with atheist people and with atheist ideology and I just want to be opposing it. And that was my little rebellion. But I still remember this. And then I thought that I believe in God and I still believe that I believe in God, but probably differently than any Catholic in Poland or in Czech Republic could imagine. Maybe not any, maybe just some of them, but my view to religion is different than, than hardcore line. Again, Philip, you are such an interesting person. It's really a pleasure to sit across from you and have this conversation. So that interest in religion was first for you as a young person. Rebellion, is that what you just said? That was the rebellious thing in uh, communist or socialist Czechoslovakia. Right. Just to be different than hardline or the major setup uh, was here because we were forced to be, you know, they call it pioneers, mm. like young communist scouts. Mm. And uh, that was just very strange. And this was the way how to oppose that. Philip Ramunda is a film director and producer based in Prague. He attended FAMU's Department of Documentary Film and studied under Karel Vachek, graduating in 2005. While studying, he attended the Sam Spiegel Film and Television School in Jerusalem and lectured at the Flaherty Documentary Seminar in the U.S. Ramunda is the co-founder of the Institute of Documentary Film and is actively involved in lecturing at the Ex Oriente Film, an international documentary development workshop organized by EDF. Together with director Viet Klusak, he directed the documentary feature debut, Czech Dream, in 2004. Czech Dream won multiple awards and film festivals around the world. He runs the independent production company, Hypermarket Film, in Prague. Their filmography includes Czech Peace, released in 2010, Naked Nation, 2014, Steam on the River, 2015, and their most recent project, co-directed again with Vít Klusak, is the 2020 film Once Upon a Time in Poland. 
Uh, just briefly for our listeners, it is about a small crew that goes to Poland to explore, to learn about Catholicism in the country. Can you speak to this experience? My intention was to really explore the difference between Czech, if I simplify it, atheist society and Polish religious society and I thought that we will be really looking for relations between humans and God or religion and that we will be maybe closer to God than we are in Czech Republic. And I must say that it all turns during the five years of shooting into something completely different, into the research about uh, oppression from a side of church in Poland and how the church influences everyday life of uh, individuals in Poland. And to me, it is a film about personal fight for freedom of uh, free-minded people because I really couldn't see a scale of Catholic oppression before I had this experience in Poland because in Czech Republic it's like fairy tale, it's like history, it's like middle age. We see, you know, people in carnival dresses in churches or in some fairs and we thought it's uh, it's past, it's, it's nothing. They are not powerful, but you just cross the border to your neighboring country and you see actually that they are aiming to have as much as power as it is possible and what I didn't see in Czech Republic I can see it now also here and I can understand it better that actually they are aiming to have power it's not about educating people only it's not only to taking through the history knowledge uh, etc that's part of it but Absolutely. other part of it is that film w Polsce. Jaki to program będzie? O o bierze w Boha w czeskim narodzie, w polskim narodzie. Ty lidi se na těch tribunách modlili, aby přestalo pršet, vole. A přestalo pršet a nám se rozbije kamera. A proč se nemodlili za nás teda? To znamená, že my jsme zase, vole, vně toho kruhu, že od celého. Božího. Tak se teď uklidníme. Karol, pan Jezus je s panem tvojego řeča. Mojego, tvojego. Nawet jak go ještě nepoznałeš. Jak to víte? Jak to víte? Věrci, ale ať přijdu do jakýhokoliv kostela, tak se tam se mnou duchovní baví. Proč mi vysí v kostele obraz s moderní válečnou tématikou? Já jsem šéf reaktora Lea, ale dělal jsem šéf reaktora Fantastiku a Extáze. No tak je to tvrdý porno, no, a se ptáš, proto by to bylo natočený. Jako. Jako, chceš, chceš ho šokovat? No, chceš ho šokovat? A můžu říct, co se jí zač, ale? Co se jí zač, ne? Ne, ty, co se jí zač. 
já se do teďka pohrožu do hudby. Can we talk about Radio Maria from your point of view for a second? It is whole phenomenon in Poland, and unfortunately, it is not very much known in Europe. Although it should be, because it is very dangerous institution. It is founded at the beginning of 90s by ex-German emigre, somebody who returned back to Poland with some know-how, with some knowledge, and he founded radio station, Catholic radio station, and from this starting point it grows during the decades and today it is not only radio but it is also television station, very influential, mm. and it is mm. also journalist school and they are absolutely independent because they don't need anybody from outside world. They can educate their own student, uh, made them into, to be a journalist and then they are covering Catholic point of view all around Poland and then they are reporting in television and radio, etc. And uh, they said some um, political scientists told us that it is actually a very important institution during every elections because for last past 20 years it's always been somebody who was like you know deciding when it was like balance mm. so then you need to have another eight percent or ten percent you ask radio maria and this gives you your electorate and it is as simple as as it is that's why in our film Nearby the end, there is important scene. It is a gathering, they call it gathering of Radio Maria family. Mm -hmm. And people from all around Poland, they gather at Jasna Gora. It is uh, one of the most important places in Poland, which hosts uh, every year uh, biggest pilgrimage mm -hmm. in Poland. And uh, they are just meeting there. And why I'm talking about it, that the director of radio was hosting there almost the whole Polish government or more than half of uh, government members attended there to support Radio Maria mm -hmm. in exchange for pre-election support of Radio Maria to this uh, governing party in Poland. So from this scene is very obvious that ties between government and this radio conglomerate are very important and uh, from my perspective also dangerous and it is connection between politics and uh, religion or church. Yeah, there is no separation between church and state. You see that very clearly. And then also uh, with a journalism background of sorts, myself having taught journalism, there seems to be some serious critical thinking missing as well as reframing, meaning that there's only viewing a subject matter from one frame. There's no back and forth, there's no checks and balances, and Radio Maria is really leading the charge, and you hear it in the 
in the film, some of their broadcast. It's clearly anti-Semitic. It's clearly anti-Islamic. And uh, it has really aggressive ramifications. And you see that, again, in small yet significant moments throughout the film, which I found to be extremely powerful. If I could go back to Carl's journey for a moment. To me, there are two stories running throughout this entire documentary, and the discovery for both of them are really beautiful and really profound. Even to the point, again, spoiler alert, a year and a half break occurs, and you come back, and the protagonist is 20 pounds, 20 kilograms later, and you can see that literally he's been a changed man. And some of that change is about, it is, you can feel it through the film, through uh, some discovery was made in this journey, in this pilgrimage for this character. It's really beautiful to see, but you can also see the struggle about how religion can often be brainwashing, Mm -hmm. period. So from your point of view, how do you navigate those waters from faith and believing to propaganda brainwashing? Well, at the beginning of our journey, like five years ago, it was shocking to me when we did first interview. Mm-hmm. And in the first interview, we learned from a person that actually for him, religion was not connected absolutely with love and with pleasure. And uh, surprisingly, religion for this person, it was connected with punishment and with fear. And that was my first hardcore lesson, what I've heard in Poland. Because here in Czech Republic, we consider religion, if we in fact really considering it, we considering it as something that is related with fairy tale or with some idealistic world, which is maybe far away, which is maybe untouchable, unattainable. But in Poland, it is more practical, as I learned. It is connected with rules and with some limits and uh, with uh, some institutions. It was, as I said, shocking to me. And I think there is a line. If it is more based on voluntarily, if you can choose, then it is fine. And if you can't, there is a big movement in Poland, which inspired me while working on script of this film. They have a slogan, which is very simple. Jesus, yes, church, no. And that's uh, probably important for other 50% of people in Poland because our film not only portrays this hardcore Catholicism, but there are also hints that there is uh, another part of society and it's really 50-50 from my perspective. That actually there is a lot of people who consider themselves as liberals. But they could be believing in God or they could be part of Catholic Church or Catholic or religious movement, no matter. But they are more like intellectually orientated and they see even their fellow citizens, as we captured in our film, as kind of like childish Catholic. There is an expression in in their language that it's like this. And it is also important to mention, because some critics told us, why you made film about these lunatics, you know, about these people who are just singing the songs. They're not lunatics. These are the everyday people. For me, for me, it's very important that there is a story of uh, Teatr Povšechny. It's a Mm -hmm. theater in Warsaw. And actors were in problems after they staged a piece called Klontva. And it was very controversial theater piece, and it 
caused a lot of demonstrations from the side of fanatics mm. or nationalists, and they almost burned the theater. And uh, all the actors, including the director of the theater, they were threatened by these radicals, and they faced a lot of problems. And in our film, they are saying, some of them, that actually even though that they are Catholics or that they believe in God, they are happy to do something provocative because they would wanted to dedicate a lot to their society and to provoke discussion about obvious, obvious things. And for me, they represent the liberal part of uh, Poland, and that's why this scene is, for me, very important. And that was a, a really um, interesting and evocative scene And again, coming from performance and knowing how politically driven or how important um, the theater can be for social and political change, man, that scene is amazing. Clearly, the church has many rules, and you brought up the theater. It's also so theatrical. It just feels like one big show, which then brought up issues of justice for me. What is the social justice system like in Poland where you're able to speak publicly and question authority and those things are not readily available? It just feels like the church runs everything. Well, church influence a lot, but Paul's As a nation, they are traditionally very free-minded people mm. and it is still very free society and you still can do whatever you want with some limitations, of course. There could be a limitation coming from a side of your grandmother. What I see, uh, it's very tricky and it's very smart from the side of the church that actually they pay attention, you know, how to let the society be controlled through system, through schools or through family ties. This could be just one example. Other example is the school, which could excommunicate your mm-hmm. kid if you are not sending your kid to religious lessons, mm-hmm. etc. So there are some tricks like this, but still... If you live in town, you can perform in theater povšechny and you can still be a free citizen. And that's very important. This uh, level of freedom is still in Poland. But what I'm very much worried of is the freedom of institutions. Because, for example, Polish public television as a public service broadcaster mm-hmm. changed leading personas in this broadcasting organization a couple of years ago in connection with the change of power in Poland mm-hmm. and now this television is fully controlled by government through their people and there are other institutions like theaters mm-hmm. and this theater in Warsaw when we were shooting is one of the last or one of still resisting maybe because of the power in Warsaw city of Warsaw is still in hands of liberals so they can support the mm-hmm. director of this kind of theater but in other towns and cities mm-hmm. directors of theaters has been changed in past in past years and this is what i see it's very actually dangerous mm-hmm. and i don't like to see poland turning into some system which could be similar to system in russia exactly. very centristic and this is just not uh, natural for people in poland and i don't wish this to happen to my friends in poland True Story is a documentary podcast powered by the Institute of Documentary Film. You can find news from the world of film on all the common platforms such as iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, as well as on docweb.net. I guess just to end our interview, 
what can people do to not only further the conversation or get involved or support your film? Talk to us about next steps and what you would like to see come from this documentary film. Well, I think it's just great that there are filmmakers in Poland and it's just great that they are still free to make films and the same in Czech Republic. So my best advice is to support culture, to support education and to exchange films and ideas over the border and just to get to know each other better. Mm-hmm. And I think this is very healthy for both, for Poles and for Czechs, just to get closer to each other and to support free culture over the border, what mm. is happening, and there are several co-productions going on, and I think this is important, and this is what we filmmakers could do. Absolutely. Please share with us who is on your team and a little bit more about who was involved with this production. So we co-directed the film with Vít Klusák, my long-time friend and professional person with whom I cooperated on several productions. And we invited Karel Jalut to be director of the film, which is actually film in the film. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like making off mm-hmm. the film, which was being made in a frame of our film. That's little trick, and that's actually the concept of the film. It so there is, a, there, is a docu- <laughs> there is a documentary director, and he's real, that's important to say. He's real documentary director. Mm-hmm. And Veet and I, we very much adore his work and his films. And then we found other members of the crew from our previous experience. So there is a sound engineer, Michal Gabor, Mm -hmm. and he also has been working on several films with me and Veed before that. So we know him very well. And we also knew about him that he, in his youth years, very much like Satanist music and that he pronounced himself that he is a Satanist but he's amateurish kind of Satanist not practicing anything but we thought it's gonna be working in contrast with uh, religion in Poland and there is a Buddhist DOP who Mm. has become to be Buddhist in New York when he was building there his professional filmmaking career Martin Matejášek and there is Kateřina Peklová, Polonist, somebody who's professional in Polish culture mm-hmm. and she used to be translating to the crew. So mm-hmm. this is the team and this team is traveling across Poland with attempt, if I say journalistic term, to cover the God in Poland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the God was covered uh, in our film. Yeah. At the end, I we hope that God covered us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Really a pleasure to speak with you today. It's a great film. How can people see the film? What are ways that it can be viewed, especially currently? Actually, there is recently online distribution going on in great. Poland. So I would like to Wonderful. invite all people in Poland to watch our film. Is it Once Upon a Time in Poland? Jak Bóg Szukal Karela in a Polish Tark. translation. So this is in Poland and in Czech Republic we are just getting ready for distribution and due to COVID we are waiting. Originally we wanted to release the film in February, but probably it's going to be released in May in Czech Republic, in Czech theaters. Well, congratulations and for all of our listeners and viewers, please check out this film, especially if you're in Poland and uh, be ready for a critical discussion. It was 
phenomenal to watch and lovely to have you in the studio with us today. This is True Story. Thank you again, Philip. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you. This was Philip Ramunda. Thank you for listening to the True Story podcast, a podcast powered by the Institute of Documentary Film in Prague. We will be back with you soon.